This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. We'll get into the dumpster fire that is uh, the Brooklyn Nets, where this week, I mean, what a week they had. You could do a 30 for 30 on just this week where it seemed like they were playing a game of who can be the biggest clown in the organization. So we'll get to that. And uh, we already are at week nine of the NFL season. When you're at week nine of the NFL season, if you're a talk show host, you have to mention, oh boy, look at that. We're already at week nine of the NFL season. We got Jets and Bills. We got Zach Wilson conversations to have. Plus, have I mentioned my NFL picks are the, um, I think I mentioned it, best on the station. But you know what? I'd love to avoid it. I'd love to talk about any of those other things, but I think that we're almost obligated to begin today with the Yankees. Obviously, Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman spoke with the media yesterday. Boone spoke even the day before with the Michael K show. Uh, and as you know, as a Yankee fan, I think it was interesting to hear the uh, postmortem on the season because not that you want them to go well, maybe some people do want them to go out there and rip the team and rip the players and, and give you the real fire and broomstone. I think what you want is to kind of read between the lines a little bit. It's not so much what they say, but how they say it. You want to see what the level of responsibility is for the, the failure of the season. What's the urgency moving forward after another season of failure, right? We've been, you can go back to 2009 if you want. I think it's more fair more accurate to look since 2017 since you got to within one game of the world series against the astros you put a plan in place from that point forward from 2017 when it was the young bombers the up and coming you had rebounded and you had regrouped on the fly in 2016 2017 was a season really yankee fans did not see coming that they exceeded all expectations that year where going into the season the conversation was more centered on, like, is this going to be the year the Yankees finally don't finish over 500 and the year ended in disappointment in the American League Championship Series? But from 2017 on, the goal has been not just to get back to that point, but to get over that hump, get to the World Series, and win the World Series. And they have not been able to do that. Each year from that point forward has been a failure. So you wanted to see where's the responsibility, where's the urgency moving forward, where do they think that they went wrong? And what do they need to do differently moving forward, right? Like if you have a goal in mind, you don't reach that goal repeatedly, you'd have to say, we got to change something, right? But I have to be honest with you, and I don't know, maybe you feel differently, 1-800-919-ESPN. I feel much better after hearing from Brian Cashman because apparently – Nothing's wrong. They're all good. After all, the Yankees, I don't know if you heard, they have a good process. They have a good process, and process matters more than results. That's not something that I just picked out of the thin blue sky. That's not something I just created in my own head. That's something they said out loud at a press conference, even if the results apparently are the same year after year, process is solid. We don't, we don't need to go and, and, and figure out a, a different way to do things because the process, thumbs up, all good, all good in the hood, my friends. 
The process is good. It's not based on results. It's based on the process. Now, I'm not sure. Maybe next year they might be able to uh, unveil a new monument in Monument Park for the process. I don't know what number the process wears. Maybe they can retire that number. Opening day. Maybe opening day what they do is they have the person in the organization who had the best process, the best process supplier, throw out the first pitch. That, I mean, why not? The process is good. They got a good process. Does, I mean, doesn't that make you feel better? Because here I thought, after five years of failure, embarrassing failure after embarrassing failure, that something was wrong. But no, that's not the case. The process is good. And how could it not be good? If you remove results from the process, if the process is not built on seeing results at some point, I guess you'd have to say the results don't matter. So take a a giant sigh of relief. Wipe your brow from the sweat that you, you were starting to have a little perspiration there. And feel better, Yankee fans. It's all good. There's nothing to worry about at all because the process apparently is perfect. The manager did a great job. Did a great job. Sure, game one was a bit of a disaster. Some of the decisions made uh, during, the, uh, during the, uh, the series against the, uh, the Astros was a disaster. Sure, the offense again failed in big spot after big spot. But, you know, they had injuries. That really cost them. But you can always go back to, you can always fall back on. When anybody comes to you this offseason and knows that you're a Yankee fan and wants to rub it in, that the Astros almost certainly are now going to win a World Series because the Phillies can't win a game at home, or that the Yankees have now gone since 2009, since winning a World Series, and it's one of the longest stretches in the history of the franchise, what you can fire back at them that will shut. This is a good sick burn, as the kids would say. We got a good process. Our process is solid. We've looked at it. We've run through it. And there's no problems with our process. That's what it's all about. It makes, doesn't it make you feel better? I know I feel better. Do you feel better? Actually, now that I think about it, I don't feel better. I, actually, I didn't think it was possible for me to feel worse. But look at that. They somehow figured out a way. Because you know who talks about process? Losers. Losers talk about how great their process was. You know why? Because you can BS your way around a process. You can, you can make up things and, and twist the numbers any way you want to make it look like your process was good. Now, I'm not telling you that process isn't important. Sure, it's important. But it has to be tied to results at some point. And it's not like a short sample size where you're talking about five years, five consecutive years where it's been one failure after another failure. Nobody loses their job. Nobody makes any change. Well, they made change after 2017, after they won three games in the American League Championship Series. And since that point, they've now won five years combined, two games in the American League Championship Series. I don't know that you're going to see many motivational posters with process. Our process is sound, you know? I don't know, I don't know that you're going to see that too often. 
Failure is not an option. Winning is not everything. It's the only thing. Our process is cool. Thumbs up. Boop. They actually said out loud, eh, it's not really about the results. It's about the process. That, that told you everything you needed to know about where the New York Yankees organization is at. Told you. Don't ju- I always say don't judge people by their words. Judge them by their actions. When they say those words, and it's clear that they believe them, and it's kind of backed up by the actions, well, then you got to believe the words. That was depressing. That was about as depressing a Friday as I could have had. And on Thursday, I tested positive for the flu. On Friday, I felt worse. No Tamiflu for the Yankee press conference, I can tell you that. Oh, my God. Don't worry, everything's good. This is a successful year. They think this was a successful year. Well, we were better than the year before. Yeah, the year before, you got knocked down the wild card game. Now we're resetting the bar to, well, as long as we beat, as long as we were a little bit better than we were the year before. What about last year? What about the last five years? What about the fact you've made no progress and, if anything, have regressed over the last five years? Well, what did you want them to do? you want them to rip the play? No. I want them to talk about how their process clearly has not worked. How, you know what? We need to reevaluate things, how things are done. Because when you look at the last five years of results, not to single out any one result, But over the last five years, whatever our process is, it has not worked. And the results of the last five years are not acceptable. But in their eyes, clearly they are. Regardless of what the process is, they have gotten further away from their goal. I mean, they could have said a thousand things that would have made me feel better, at least a little bit. They didn't need to make me feel worse. Clearly, something is missing, and it's our job to figure out what that is this offseason. But no, 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 they don't need to. They just need to run it back. Run it back. Clearly, this was good. You, you, should, be thank, you should be happy. Yankee fans, why, why, why are we all so miserable? The process is good. The process is working. Wow, that's great. Uh, that's, that's a great, great message to send. Because of a good process, if it were a good process, it would bring about some results at some point, sometime, right? I'm not saying all the time. I'm not going to tell you that every single time, if you follow the right process, you're going to get the right result. But every once in a while, I'd like to think that that would, I mean, that's the point, right? The goal is still to win a championship, right? And I would simply ask, if the process is so good, how come you haven't won anything? And the last time you won something, it wasn't about following any process. It was because you went out and spent a half a billion dollars. Whatever process that is, I like that process better. I don't know all the nuts and bolts. I don't know all the ins and outs, all the nooks and crannies, if you will. But I like that process a lot better than this process. I like that process a whole lot better than wasting an entire season on Josh Donaldson at third base or continually telling me how Isaiah kind of falefa is uh, some superstar shortstop. He's Mark Belanger at shortstop. Oh, he's unbelievable. Really? I don't know. It doesn't seem that way. 
most of the stats tell you that's not the case. And you know what else tells you that's not the case? Uh, two things. A, my eyes, and B, your own actions in the playoffs. So the biggest takeaway outside of the process from the Yankees' postseason press conference is the Yankees no longer care about championships. The idea that there was a time that the Yankees' motto was, right, if they don't win a World Series, the season's a failure, that now is simply a marketing slogan. That is something they're peddling to you that is not based in reality. Because if that were based in reality, there'd be somebody somewhere in the organization who'd be kind of disappointed that the season ended the way it did. Would be kind of angry, would be upset. I mean, did you get that sense at all? So the idea that the Yankees are judging the season's failure or success based on a championship is simply a marketing slogan. Red Bull does not actually give you wings. Cocoa Puffs are not actually part of a healthy breakfast. And the Yankees are not actually judging themselves as championship or bust. Because the last five years, all you've gotten is bust. And yet at the end of the day, you hear, manager's doing a great job. The GM apparently is now the fifth Steinbrenner. And nothing changes except the calendar, except the, the number on the year. It's the same thing year after year. And you can't say we judge ourselves by championships, not win a championship in 13 straight years. Keep the guy running the baseball operations in charge. Give him, I guess, more power. Keep the payroll the same. And then say, you know what? We're really serious about winning here. Really serious about winning. So much like at this point now, I will give you up until this point. But uh, because I I was late to the party as well, but much like when the Yankees were eliminated, you can be mad, you can be frustrated, but you can't be surprised. There's no urgency. There's zero accountability. And I'm not a big one to say, you know, if George were alive, George were alive. George ran the organization into the ground. He made them a laughing stock of baseball. When he got suspended, the Yankee fans, true Yankee fans, rejoiced. So I'm not saying that you have to go back to the days of George and fire everybody every single season and treat it like, you know, every single game is life or death. But can you have some balance? Can you have some accountability? You would have a hard time. I, I defy anybody to find a GM or a team president running an organization for as long as Brian Cashman has been without a championship in any sport that's not like part owner of the team. So Jerry Jones doesn't count. Mike Brown with the Bengals doesn't count. Apparently, I, I guess Cashman's part of the family now. He's got a job for life. So, I, look, they're not upset about it. You and I, I guess, shouldn't be upset about it either. I think the only feeling as a Yankee fan that you could take away from after watching the way the season went, the way the season ended, and then listening to the comments both of the manager and, more importantly, the GM, is apathy. That's the only feeling that you could have as a Yankee fan watching that press conference yesterday. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Cashman sounds like the guy after your fantasy football draft who tells you, you know what, I really like my team. Yeah, I know. You picked it all. I mean, of course you like your team. But what do the actual results say? No, no, no. It's not. It's not. You don't judge things on results here. Not with the Yankees. Why would we do that? 
Oh, boy. All right, let's see. Uh, maybe I'm completely off base. I don't think so on this one, but we'll see. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Mike is in New Jersey. Mike, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Gordon. How you doing? I'm good. What's, uh, I've been better, actually, Mike, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> um, I, so I wanted to make a Yankee point, and if I could just say uh, one thing with regards to Kyrie, I just re- really respect sure. your opinion, um, something that you know hasn't been brought up. Um, but with regards to the Yankees, I mean, you were right on point with, you know, if, if this is acceptable, then they have to stop saying the expectations are championships because, you know, that's not true. So, no. you know, tell the fans, hey, you know, it's, if we make the playoffs, you know, that's great. Be happy about that. You know, this is, you know, this is what we've, we've had to adjust with for whatever reason. But don't make the fans sit there every year and say, you know, it's and especially uh, cash from that one year when you said, uh, you know, it's not about a championship. It's about championships. Buddy, y- you haven't won one. Right. And the most arrogant thing is that they just don't make any adjustments. They won't just say, hey, you know, um, you know, we're not going to get rid of Cashman, but, you know, we're going to readjust our analytics. Um, you know, we're going to review that, you know, take a look at the people, you know, making those particular decisions. But, you know, to stay just as is, is it, it's insulting to the fans. In my opinion. Well, look, I mean, they're, they're, they're telling you by their actions that the idea that this is championships or bust. I mean, just take a look at the, the teams that they start the year with. They adjust on the yep. fly. Their goal is to win and make the playoffs and make sure that that building is sold out every single year. And yep. whatever's third on that exactly. list is a distant third. And can I just say one thing about the Ky- yeah, about Kyrie? Yeah, um, first of all, I just want to be clear. He's arrogant. He's you know, been given too much uh, leeway and leash, and he's just – he's – I don't agree with anything he did. Um, but the one thing I just wanted to, to point out to everybody, you know, as bad as it was what he did, you know, people comparing him to, um, uh, you know, the, the Miami player who said that, you know, use that uh, offensive word. And right. then also uh, the, the owner of the Clippers who used that right. the N-word and was so right. degrading. I mean, you know, to, Kyrie is arrogant and – and ignorant as he is, he never said one of those words. So, no. you know, my point is, is like, so my, my, I'm not, I'm not justifying it, but comparing them, him to those, those actions, you know, I, I, it's not the same level in my opinion, you know, well, and to expect the same consequences, but I'm not, if that, if that makes sense. Well, that was well, just something I, I, I wanted like, I don't to think, like, And thanks for the phone call. I don't think anybody's expecting the same consequences as, as the Clippers owner. Um, but, you know, I think part of the reason that, that this has become such a big story is because there were no consequences for the longest period of time, and there was no apology for the longest period of time either when it was clear that that's what Kyrie Irving should have done and refused to do. So we'll get to Kyrie a little bit later on. I want to focus on the Yankees right now. Let's go up to uh, George is on Long Island. George, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Gordon, how are you, my friend? Come on, we're going to play some three-card Monty. I got right. three cards. Yep. I want you to find the ace. Look sure. what we got here. Look what we got here. They are selling us a three-card Monty. This exactly. is ridiculous. I mean, you know what? Yeah, put this kid, Kyla Falepa, at shortstop because you want a job, Donaldson. And Kyla's played third base his whole career. Why didn't they just throw him there, bring up one of the kids, put him at shortstop, Gleyber Torres at second, and guess what? Maybe you could figure it out. And the manager, oh, my God, please. You know what? If you're telling me that Joe Girardi is worse off than Aaron Boone, you guys better start looking at it because you know what? Joe Girardi would have had a different feel. Aaron Boone has no in-game feelings. He's, he's, a, he's got to look at his book. He's got to be a paper man. 
Joe Torre had Don Zimmer sitting next to him, one of the greatest baseball minds, and look what they did. And look what's going on with Aaron Boone. He's got nobody. He's got a family tree. But you know what? He must be the wrong branch because he has no idea how to manage the game in-game. Yeah, George, I mean, look, in the playoffs, we've seen that each uh, each year, thanks for the phone call. Uh, to me, you know, if I were ranking it, Aaron Boone is so much further down the list than Cashman uh, for no other reason that the reason he's here is because of Cashman. And, and, and remember, if they fired Aaron Boone tomorrow, they would just replace him with somebody probably along the exact same lines, if not worse. I mean, remember... When Joe Girardi was here, he got the, 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 the nickname Binder Joe, Joey Loose Leafs, right? He was always in the book, and he wasn't enough analytical enough for the front office, wasn't uh, willing apparently to accept enough information. So if you remove Aaron Boone from the equation, and I'm not saying he's blameless, to me the bigger culprit here is the person putting the team together. That was not a good enough team this year. And, the, 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 I mean, it kind of gets lost in the start of the season – because the start of the season was so good. They were the 52-18, and 18, and, and none of us expected that. So at some point, you're like, well, you know, maybe you got to give them credit, right? If the results are the results are there. I didn't hear anything about the process during 52-18 and 18 because the results were there. But when they're a 500 team from July on, yeah, you have to put somebody has to be to blame for that. And I think part of it is ownership. Either, there's one of two things. Either the owner has to greatly imp- increase payroll so that they can put a better team on, on the field, or the person who's spending the money has to do a significantly better job. Because, again, they judge things, you know, the, the playoffs are crapshoot, playoffs are crapshoot. The regular season, they're not even all that six. They've won two ALEs titles in the last decade. So if their whole process is geared to the regular season, the regular season, the regular season, even then they're only 20% of the time. Nav is on Long Island. Nav, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hi, it's Naz. I'm actually originally from Toronto, and I really want to thank you for uh, highlighting the process for the Yankees. And I'm curious, what kind of process do you think the Yankees should have in order to win the World Series? What type of process do I, I mean, I think, I mean, look, I mean, the process is kind of open-ended, um, but the idea that you failed in your goal for the last five years uh, and you're going to tell me that your process is fine, well, based on the, if that's what your process is telling you, then your process is flawed. I think that overall they have to have a better, deeper lineup. Take a look at their lineup this year. I mean, we highlighted it throughout the, the regular season. We highlighted it throughout the, the, the postseason. And, yes, losing LeMahieu hurt. Losing Benatendi hurt to a certain degree. But to make it out like that was the difference between them being competitive against the Astros and getting swept by the Astros, uh, I, I think that is really reaching. And I, I don't see that you can base that on any, uh, anything uh, back here on planet Earth. So in terms of what I would like to see the process be – I'd like to see them put together a more complete offensive team. Each year, we highlight it. When they get knocked out, the offense wasn't good enough. The offense didn't score enough runs. And this year, it can't be a surprise. In past years, well, you know what? They weren't able to come through with a clutch hit here, clutch hit there. This year, expecting guys to come through with a clutch hit when you take a look at their lineup five through nine, 
You know, I wasn't expecting Isaiah Kainofalefa to come through with a, cl a clutch hit. I wasn't expecting Josh Donaldson to come through with a clutch hit. Whoever was playing left field, I wasn't expecting to come through with a clutch hit. And here's the problem. Now it's getting more difficult. The Yankees are getting older. You know, a five-year run with primarily the same group, usually you have, to make, you have to start making some sizable changes. The Yankees told you, no, we don't need to blow things up. We don't need to make any, you know, major changes. We've got to run it back. Josh Donaldson, yeah, he struggled this year. No reason he can't come back next year and be the offensive player that he's been in the past. No reason. He's 37. It happens all the time when guys get to that 36, 37. Yeah, yeah, there's a reason why you don't want to end up with those guys making 21, 23 million, whatever it is. I mean, Aaron Boone actually pointed, not on the K show, uh, but during the press conference on Friday, one of the reasons why Donaldson was so bad, he got pushed back because of the lockout. <laughs> the lockout was still affecting him in October. What? And then Cashman says that, well, you know, his struggles, they weren't injury-related. That would have made me feel better if you told me, you know, he's really been – we didn't want to say anything during the season, but he was dealing with an injury. Okay, now I understand why he was so bad. I mean, these press conferences just show you how delusional they are. Last year, remember last year you had Boone saying, well, you know, the rest of the league is caught up to us. Caught up to you? They've flown past you. What are you talking about caught up to you? And this year it's all about the process. Ooh, boy. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. And, you know, I was just saying there before about, you know, Brian Cashman, this offseason is going to have to be about uh, forward thinking, right? Like much like when we talk about Aaron Judge and his contract, you're not paying him really on what he did this year. You're paying him on what you're hoping he's going to do in the future. And when you're judging Brian Cashman from this point forward, you want somebody who's going to show you, you know what, this guy's really forward thinking. He's really got his finger on the pulse. Really, The things that he does at the time might not make sense, but down the road, they turn out to be genius moves. And from 20, again, from 2017 on, the managerial change. The managerial change was supposed to be about connecting with the young players and unlocking their potential. That has not been the case. It has not taken them to a, a greater level than they were already at. The evaluation of their young talent, I mean, that has been pointed out time and time again, whether it be uh, Clint Frazier or Gary Sanchez or any of the young players that have, you know, basically the Yankees just ended up giving away and getting nothing for. The development of young talent, I mean, at one time, Glaber Torres looked like he was going to be one of the young, bright stars of the entire sport. He has not looked like that in a very long time. There's not a whole lot of, of, of parts on this roster that have been developed by the Yankees themselves. We criticize the amount, you know, how much balance they have in the lineup. Oh, it's all right-handed. No, 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 no. You, you guys don't know. You don't, you don't really, we'd rather have good hitters than balance. And then, of course, they decide when that didn't work, they had to go get some balance, and they've gotten some balance since. I mean, most of the improvement, I'd love to know what the process says about the improvement that came about this year was not because of the moves. I think it was in spite of the moves made by the front office, and it was really about one guy having one of, if not the greatest offensive season in the history of baseball. That's not really repeatable. That's not really what you're looking for moving forward. So I'm going to tell you, know, like I kind of feel like I've kind of predicted how this entire thing was going to go. I said during the season when they were going through that, I, this team seems like they're absolute toast. And luckily, they were able to face Cleveland. You know, if the Yankees can face Cleveland, 
Minnesota or Oakland in the playoffs. Eh, it's not so bad. They have to face Houston, Boston, or the Rays. Not so good. But it feels like one of two things is going to happen. Either A, they're going to re-sign Aaron Judge and not do a whole lot else. And then B, if they don't re-sign Aaron Judge, well, then, oh, God, I, I don't even want to know what the possibilities are there. From the people, you ever see like movie uh, previews and they're like, from the people who brought you this movie. And it's like, it's like that was a terrible movie. Why would, I want to, why would I want to go see something by those people? From the people who brought you, dude, where's my car? From the people who brought you Josh Donaldson and Isaiah kind of for an entire season. Oh, boy. All right, let's go back to the phone, shall we? Can't have enough fun talking about the Yankees. Uh, and I think today's the anniversary, right? Today's the anniversary of their last World Series championship, 2009, 13 years. And at this rate, it's going to be another 13. Uh, Column is in the Bronx. Column, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Uh, what's going on, Gordon? So talking about the Yankees and stuff, I mean, they've had the same problem for the last five or six years now. And I'm tired of callers all year this year and probably all year next year talking about the pitching. The pitching was more than good enough. The problem no, is the hitting yeah, and the lack of offense by far. And I just wish the organization would come forward. And if they were just straight up and they moved the needle, like he said on the Michael King show, it's not about championship the bus. If they move the needle back and say, our goal is to make the playoffs, be a very good team, and we'll see where it goes from there, and we want to make the playoffs every single year, I'd be fine with that. I'd be satisfied because that's the goal that they're trying to set. But clearly, that's not the goal. They just, and they, it, but it is. They're just not saying it. And it's, it's frustrating on that regard. But there's so many holes right now with this offense and how, and how depleted it is. And it's been like that for five years. And it's literally insanity. It's, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah, and I think that this year it's it's even more so. Uh, And, Colm, thanks for the call. I mean, you know, you just take a look at the entire infield. Um, You know, third base, they – again, who knows how these things go, but it certainly seems like to start next season, Josh Donaldson's going to be the third baseman. Uh, And and it's not just based on their words. I mean, who in their right mind would ever take Josh Donaldson at 37 making 20-plus million dollars a year? Uh, You have to hope that they're going to make a change at shortstop, and they've finally seen the light after all their denials about how great Isaiah Kinefalefa. Again, and this is one thing that I think needs to be pointed out. Isaiah Kinefalefa did not have a bad year. That's what Isaiah Kinefalefa is. You know, back when George Steinbrenner was the owner, there would be plenty of times where he would pay a free agent based on what he wanted that free agent to be like what level of player he wanted them to be rather than who the guy was. And then the guy would come and he'd do, you know, essentially what he does. He'd be like, why isn't he better? I'm paying him more. You know, so Isaiah Conifalefa did not have a bad year. He essentially had the, the year that he was always going to have. This is, not, this is not like, oh, he underperformed. And I think with Josh Donaldson, I think that that was what you should have been, maybe not to that degree, but that's pretty much what you should have been expecting out of a 36-year-old at this point of his career. So those are not too... Uh, ones that you're like, like when that trade was made, it was pretty much uni- unanimous that like everybody's like, what? what, what are we doing? You would have been, and in hindsight, you would have been better off releasing Gary Sanchez than making that trade. You would have been better off just cutting him from the team rather than to make that trade, lock yourself into another year of Donaldson. And, and I mean, the Yankees having a stopgap at shortstop. I mean, that's, whew, yikes. It's bad. And, and, I mean, it's the entire infield, right? I mean, 
Donaldson's going to be at third. You'd have to think that they're going to have a different shortstop. I know that there was reports. Jack Curry reported that before the trade deadline, there was a lot of talk that maybe Glaber Torres was going to get moved. I don't know. Maybe they're going to move him again this offseason. I don't know. I don't know where LeMahieu fits in. If he's healthy next year, I would think that he would probably be somebody at third base. Right? I wouldn't think that you're going to put it with all the injuries that he's had, the wear and tear at second base, another year older. I think he's going to be 34 next year. The rules preventing shifting. You're going to need to get more young and athletic at that position. I would think that he would be the better option at third base. Who knows? Maybe he'll be the first baseman if Rizzo opts out and goes someplace else. I would think Rizzo will probably be back. The Yankees will do what they have to to keep him. Um, but, I mean, there's, there's nothing but questions. And now he hasn't even gotten to the major question, which, of course, is uh, what's going on with Aaron Judge. But you can tell right now the Yankees think that this is all good. They're all fine. Uh, they'll bring back Judge, which I've always kind of felt like they would. I mean, if they lose him, I mean, geez, Louise. You lose a homegrown guy when you don't have all that many homegrown guys who not only, I mean, he, he, he accomplishes their real goal. I mean, he, he, he sells merchandise. He sells 99 jerseys. It's going to be hard to, to come up with something else for the judges' chambers if he's not there. I don't, I don't know what uh, Bader's bunkhouse. I don't, I don't know what, uh, what other options they have. <laughs> I can only imagine what they're cooking up right now. Just in, what, What's plan B? What's plan C? So I, I think Judge will probably be back. And they've, they've basically given you the game plan. It, you know, there'll be a tweak here or there. But if they bring back Judge, there's no indication that they're going to raise payroll. So if they don't raise payroll and they bring back Judge, you'll have a little tweak here, a little tweak there. But it's going to be essentially the same team as you had this year that got a career year out of one player who you can't expect him to go out there and hit 62 home runs or anything close to it again next year. And you'll see how you measure up in an American League East where you think, you know, Toronto probably would be a little better. The Orioles are no longer a pushover. Red Sox certainly can't get much worse than they were last year. And the Rays were always a challenge. So that should be fun. That should be great. But look, as long as you have a good process, that's, that's the main thing. Process is cool. We'll just run it through the process machine, and I'm sure we'll come up with something amazing. Not a championship. Ah, who needs those? We got enough of those. We can play the highlights. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.